Hockey season is coming up, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great 22-23 hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey coming up by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink in November. All right, everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Two Minutes for Roughing. I am, of course, joined by a brand new co-host for this week. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, it's uh, Matt Torgerson here, owner of Minor Pro Hero and MPH Sports Management. Yes, of course, uh, Two Minutes for Roughing is a wonderful MPH podcast, so uh, glad to have our uh, our boss on, you could say, uh, for this episode. And I guess let's let's get right into it because there's kind of something that's involving an MPH agency player that's going on right now. I'm not going to name the league per request, but uh, it's not hard to figure that out. I'll just say that. Um, I guess kind of give me the story of what's going on because Ryan has been suspended indefinitely, not just by the team he he has been with for the past few years, but uh, by the league overall. Kind of. What happened? What what kind of caused this kind of big nuke to happen? Well, in a wide variety of uh, of minor pro sports, um, from hockey to baseball, um, basketball, uh, sometimes you'll see it a little bit in soccer, even all the way down into like junior A, junior B hockey. Um, occasionally, you'll end up with a, a player who. Um, you know, isn't comfortable in his surroundings anymore uh, and, and wants to depart from there um, in a mutual fashion uh, and be able to to play elsewhere and continue their, their career. Now, in this current situation uh, with this league, um, my client, Ryan Marker, um, he's done very well, obviously, for them on the ice. Uh, last year had a very... Had a, had a pretty severe injury that uh, took him out for a while there involving um, his lower body, uh, particularly his hip. Um, but he still came back. He finished in the top three in scoring uh, for his team. And or he was the first for scoring with his team and top three in the league. Um, at the end of the season, he, he made it clear that um, he wants to just be able to move on Um doesn't have quite the confidence that he had in the team before his goals have always been. And just like every other hockey player on the planet is to win a championship. Um, now Ryan made those requests, uh, to myself, uh, and to the team that he is, um, currently the property of, uh, until potentially October 13th, if a certain rule comes into play, uh, that has been discussed, um, behind the scenes in this league. So he, he made it very clear that he was quite upset publicly online uh, about the situation, about how he felt uh, he was being treated unfairly uh, with the refusal to move him on from this franchise to other teams. Um, there's been frustration where equal value has been offered and uh, denial still happens. And so today, um, after yesterday's comments that were made uh, on a fairly common website, which is Minor Pro Hero over on Facebook, 
Um, he made it very clear that he was upset, felt like he was being held hostage uh, uh, by his contract, much like a, uh, well, I guess somewhat now a former teammate of his uh, who had played for the same team before. So I, I guess, so what, did the league step in and give the suspension out or was this by the team itself and just like they had to, the league has to say it was done by the league, but it's in reality done by the team? So it's twofold. Uh, the league is supporting this movement for the moment, I believe, fully till they can get things uh, calmed down. And at the same time, uh, the team uh, was the one who initiated uh, the whole process to have them suspended indefinitely. Okay, so uh, if you've been following kind of like the Delaware's, oh, well, I won't, I won't say anything more than that, sorry. Um if you've been following the team that has been kind of involved in all of this, you know this is somewhat not uncommon. Um, I, I guess the 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 idea is now. I guess do do is it kind of now just wait on this rule to potentially come into play, or is it now? Do we wait a year and see what happens? Well, presently, uh, in between discussions that Ryan and I have had, uh, the thought process is, regardless of being suspended, uh, he wasn't going to be playing all that much hockey this year uh, unless he was traded. Uh, where this puts us now, uh, I can't exactly say until Ryan and I have a, a better conversation about it and get a better grasp on what the league's point of view is behind it. If they do, in fact, go with... Uh, a new ruling that has been discussed where if a player has not signed their PTO offer uh, from their team last year by a specific date in October, um, then they become a free agent. Uh, if they do follow through with that and enforce it for this upcoming season, um, then effectively he becomes a free agent. Uh, the suspension will be somewhat messy, and I'm sure there will be have to be more conversations in between ourselves, the league, uh, and what could potentially be his former team. Um, but that's that's the best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, unfortunately, yeah, real, realistically, we could end up seeing uh, a season without Ryan Marker playing hockey, uh, at the very least, ice hockey. That, that, just thinking about that, that, just, that sucks to see. So I, I guess I'm going to kind of lay out different options. One, what do you think the chances that an SP team reaches out at least we try to get something going for Million County, Quad City, something northeastern maybe. Does he go overseas or does he maybe try to stick this out and we're going to go with the Fed only this year? Well, we have looked at uh, a few opportunities that just didn't quite line up with the, the vision that Ryan has. And I, I can fully accept that he's uh, very much a family man, very loyal to uh, his father and his father's business, who he also uh, is heavily involved in as well. Uh, so there was a little bit of restrictions in place um, where he is definitely going to need to be back home uh, in order to handle family business um, and, and to be there for his wife uh, and her work. So the overseas opportunity that we did have with Iceland, uh, with a the team there in their league that could have involved the Continental Cup tournament, um, which is a double IHF sanctioned tournament. It just didn't quite fall our way, but I do thank um, the agents that I was working with there from Iceland 
as well as uh, former uh, Watertown Wolves goaltender Adam Bukaboom, who actually helped uh, set up our initial meetings with Iceland. Uh, going for the SP, we have discussed at length um, some of the SP options. Um, the problem for that would be just location in general. It's it's hard to make it back uh, in time for... Um, I won't go into um, specifications, but there's certain events that Ryan needs to be back home for um, that he just can't attend. So long run is we probably will see him sitting out. That just that 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 kind of really just sucks to hear. Overall, I mean, it's 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 I I guess my my just this is my as someone who's been sitting on the sidelines watching this. That if you ask me, uh, the the league and and and, and can that we're talking about should have stepped in at the start of the off season. Um, everything that's been going on, this has been basically well known for a year. And this, let me just say this, this is my opinion. This is my league Rando's opinion. This is not Matt's. This is not Ryan's. This is not anyone else. This is my own opinion. Uh, so if anyone wants to get mad at me, get mad at me. But this, this should have been a problem that should have probably taken, been taken care of by itself at end of this last season. Uh, so for some reason it didn't get taken care of, which uh, I think is starting to bite the Fed a little bit uh, back. And now we're seeing this happen. Um, I guess, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm players, we've already seen a couple of players comment on this. Do, you, do, do, we, do we probably see some players get scared of the Fed after this entire incident? I don't think so. Uh, the reason behind that, and I want to stress this, um, big time because before when I operated under uh, goalies of the FPHL, um, etc., there was a point there where I myself was viewed as uh, a potential nemesis or a thorn in the side of the league. Um, I do want to say this, that the commissioner and I have had several really good conversations. Um, conversations about growth and change in the league. Um and about them trying to handle the Ryan Barker situation diplomatically so that it concludes appropriately for, for all sides involved. Uh, I do want to stress that. The league has been working with me on that. However, in this situation, um, you, you have to go at it from a slower pace. Uh, you can't just... Uh, go in there with a wrench and, and try to force everything to happen. That's just not the way business is conducted, uh, regardless of what sport or, or enterprise you're, you're talking about. You can't just flip a switch and make things change. Uh, this situation is really delicate. Um, I think that the commissioner has done fairly decent uh, at, at handling this. Um, the uh, I've had conversations with, with the coach um, in this situation, um, and he's been fairly decent with me as well. Uh, and the same thing with the owner of this team has been fairly decent with me um, too uh, in the past bit. So it's it's not to say that Ryan hasn't been wrong because he definitely has been, but it's definitely causing an issue and the league is, is working hard to get that taken care of. That being said, if the league is able to follow through with these changes and the change that I'm hearing that this one specific team may be dropping out of the league um, at the end of this season, I don't think it would uh, scare players from the Fed in the long run. All right. So I guess this is kind of like my, my final idea, kind of thing about this. 
I think we can say he, he was suspended because of these comments that he made uh, in the Minor Pro Hero Facebook group, uh, which I thought were kind of... It was basically people kind of already knew he was just saying them. it's himself for once. Do, does this scare players from coming out and saying, look, I feel like I've been wronged by team and I feel like you know I need to move on? No. I think we see this off and on every couple off-seasons. We'll see a player um, from this league and from potentially even the SP where they have said, you know, uh, I didn't like the way I was being treated, etc. Um, this year, this isn't the only uh, incident of this. Uh, there was another one with a former, uh, I believe, Carolina Thunderbird player, um, Parker Moskal, I believe, was one of the guys who's um, been involved in uh, some disruptions with uh, with the FPHL. Not, uh, I'm not going to speak on his behalf, but I know that there has been issues uh, in the past there. Uh, there's a couple other players this year who've also spoken up. It's all very public information. I mean, if you really wanted to dive deep into it, go talk to an FPHL player and ask them how they feel. Yeah, I, I guess that that's kind of like the really the way you got to kind of wrap this kind of situation. It just it sucks. I feel like the issue was. I, I, I will continue to say this. The league should have stepped in quite a while ago and kind of fixed this because it's been, I mean, it's been well known since last year, or at least somewhat last year, I think. Then I think about it, like, kind of how he, he has been feeling. And, you know, it's just how things go. And maybe, again, I'm really hoping that this does lead to some change where, again, you know, it. You you, you you can't let the, let the inmates run the asylum, but you, you got to let the players have some voice, and that's that's something that the league has struggled with, in my opinion. So, just ah, wonderful stuff. The, these wonderful hard topics are all right. Let's go ahead and move on to something a little more interesting. So, a new potential hockey league has popped up, the NEHL. Uh, that's a, a name that's somewhat familiar with fans. That's a a league that, of course, Danbury fans, of course, the Mad Hatters. But, uh, I, I mean, uh, what do you think about this? A new semi-pro league uh, popping up in the Northeast. It just popped up on my timeline today. Uh, I want to thank Christian Gardecki for, for bringing that up. I'm not entirely sure what to think about this. Uh, I've seen the post where it says they're looking at ideally putting teams in from Maine to Minnesota. That's that's a wide berth in what I would call a very hockey-saturated region. If this was something going off more on the West Coast, uh, I would throw myself full force behind it and say, yes, absolutely, this is wonderful, let this happen, and I'd be psyched up for it. At this moment, uh, it's baby steps. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this. Yeah, it's just it's really strange because... Uh, again, you had the Fed already. Uh, there, it just it's like eh, this feels like it's a really weird league. That's just kind of. Let me let me backtrack. I won't say it's weird. It's 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 like it kind of came out of nowhere. Of course, they are now just promoting for the 2023 season, and they are taking applications for franchises. So it's not like they're rushing and saying they're going to be playing this year. They're playing in October 2023, is what they're saying. So more than a year at this point. So they're at least taking the right directions, uh, but I, it's really weird how this how it kind of 
quickly set up shop. Uh, of course, who knows? We, we've seen, you know, where uh, things have been kind of sitting dormant and then they'll go live like that and they'll have all the information ready to go. So I, I'm really interested to see what happens. I mean, they're, they're saying Minnesota to Maine. Um, what, what, give me, what, what kind of cities would you pick up there? Basically not fed teams at this point. Oh, man. Um, Mark's going to hate me because I'm going to say it, but uh, Bloomington. Oh, be, hang on. Have you, been keeping up with, yeah, you haven't been keeping up with the Peoria situation, haven't you? No, I haven't. It's been a very busy last few, oh, few weeks okay. here. Do I have to, I, okay, so for the listeners who don't know, do Matt, do you want me to just basically tell you the story? Of what's please, going please, absolutely. Okay. So this is like the juiciest SP drama right now. So for years, the Rivermen have been asking for the arena to give them a new plant. Because the old one is like, it's like ever since like the franchise was founded... It uses chemicals that are not sold in the U.S. anymore, and you cannot basically, you know, keep this thing going. Uh, the arena has basically been basically silently giving them the no treatment on it, and it's, it's basically sounding like the team is going to be kicked out as soon as possible if they find a reason, which is really weird because Peoria has been a, you know, a staple in the, that arena, especially for years. Uh, again. IHL, ECHL, AHL, now the SPHL. Um, and, and, of course, they happen to schedule a game in Bloomington this year. It's going to be in March next year, I think. March or April. It's one of the last games. And so the feeling is right now, within the next few years, they're going to be moving the team to Bloomington. So that's that, that's why I'm kind of saying, ooh, might not be a good call right on that one. True. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're not wrong there. Bloomington, though, has always intrigued me, especially uh, when the Federal League brought it up in the first place uh, about potentially going there. Uh, I know some of the people who were initially involved in the opening discussions with the arena there. Um, I'm not entirely sure how, how close things got, but from what I understand, um, they were already drawing out logos and, and things like that before covid kind of came in and shut things down amongst uh other things involving that arena's uh operations uh but for other places you know north dakota if they can get into north dakota uh put a team in fargo oh that's a good call yeah um fargo is like you'll get pretty much every manitoban there (laughs) they'll show up uh (laughs) you know um jets aren't doing very good um so you never know. You could get a lot of people coming down there that way. Um, Fargo's always been a good hockey town, though. Uh, I've been there before. I uh, enjoyed my time there. I know plenty of hockey players who've gone through there, started their youth hockey there. So that would be a really good city to try. If they want to go as far east as possible, I really – and I was talking to a friend of mine about this earlier because this is kind of one of my visions – is Atlantic City. The arena there, though, is super old. Like, it's it's really old. That's the issue. That has been the issue. But the way that they have mentioned uh, how this league's going to operate doesn't sound like they're looking for the fanciest of barns to play in, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, and it, again, it, it, the league's basically saying it themselves. They're going to be semi-pro. So, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, that's right. You don't have to be super fancy, but it's like, mm, that, that might... It big is nice, yes, but it, you you still want something that's functional. You don't want uh, you don't want cockroaches. 
yeah, that's true. Um, this also, though, isn't the only league that I'm hearing is going to come out starting for 2023. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, I was trying to avoid that, but uh, I'm interested to see if that rumor does come to fruition on that one. Yeah, so for right now, we're just, in between myself and Mark, we're calling it the Mid-Atlantic Hockey League, the MAHL, um, because that's from discussions with one of the persons who's involved in this, the other league that could be starting up, that seems to be the the old territories that they're looking at reclaiming. So I guess, I guess let's go kind of full force on that. Do you think like the MAHL kind of like, like, you know, so let's say that they go, I'm not let's say Pennsylvania, like lower Pennsylvania, Philly area, all the way to like Vermont, New Hampshire, that kind of area kind of envisioned that area uh, of the country. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I've heard things like there. there's a possibility of putting a team very close to Pittsburgh. Uh, I've heard about Newark uh, being looked at uh, and a few other places. Um, it, it'll be interesting. Let me say this. The people that are involved in this, particularly the one person that I do know uh, very well who has helped me in the past with uh, a number of my own projects, um, I trust him and the possibility of this league happening more than this NEHL thing getting off the ground. Mm. Okay, so now I'm certain. That now let me ask the question: Do you think someone that maybe have been formally involved with the MAHL uh, maybe left? Do you think or, or knew about that this was happening? Uh, do you think that they are now the the force behind this new NEHL? They could be. I don't know for sure if they would be directly involved in it. But, um, yeah, this the one person that you're talking about, if it is the person I think you're talking about that sounds like a pencil, uh, would their name be? Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, there's a very good possibility that, that person would be involved in that. Mm. If so it could still end up being a very good project as much as uh, that person and I don't see eye to eye. Uh, I will give them uh, props on their marketing abilities. Mm, okay. So I, I, I guess we kind of maybe, uh, yeah, I think, I think we did kind of have the same person in mind, but I, I'm really interested to see again, uh, would this potential MAHL be uh, semi-pro also, or would they kind of be maybe a league below the fed? Yeah, it'd be nice to see a feeder league. Although I really think that the Fed should look hard, or at the very least the two teams located in Michigan should look very hard at um, potentially using one of the teams in the Michigan Independence Hockey League as a farm team. Mm, okay, so you, you think like maybe, okay, now let, let me kind of phrase this question. Do you think the Fed should work out agreements uh, with the kind of these semi-pro leagues to, like, say, okay, we have first, you know, we have first claim on any players that we want to kind of grab? Absolutely. I think it'd be perfect. I mean, if you look, I know last season was uh, a little bit of a difficult one for the MIHL. Uh, not all the teams were able to, to launch off the ground, but uh, I'm very good friends with Miles Grix, with uh, Andrew Dibble. 
a number of the players, some of the players that were in that league are my clients now that have PTOs and more than likely are going to be in starting lineups uh, come October 30th here, or October 13th, sorry, uh, for this federal prospect hockey league season. So, yeah, I really do think so. There's obviously talent there. The coaches haven't gone, oh, my God, this guy sucks. What is he doing? They've gone, wow, okay, this guy can play. He is a missing piece that I haven't seen before, and I'm fully willing to give him a shot at this level of hockey. It would be very wise for them to take on, uh, you know, that opportunity with the MIHL or any other league along those lines because these leagues, um, they're not just full of your guys that, you know, want to play Sunday night rec hockey. A lot of these guys uh, particularly have played, you know, ACHA uh, 1, 2, and 3, uh, and sometimes you'll see guys Division Three and CAA guys playing down there. Yeah, just uh, the, the issue is I, I also just kind of because I'm just thinking about this, uh, especially for your Southern Fed teams. There's just not there's not a lot of independent hockey leagues really in the South, and that's I'm just saying as someone who's been you know living in the South my entire life. So that could I could see that where some teams kind of think of it as an advantage and might. Uh, reach out to the league to put a stop to that but you know it, it, that's just you know it's an interesting take and I, I would be very interested in seeing that happen at least you know so players and, and guys get a shot and potentially you know especially those Michigan teams they, they that's a untapped resource uh, like you kind of mentioned so speaking of fed teams we uh, me and Mark last week we talked about our potential picks our way too early picks by the way <laughs> uh, for the uh, cups uh, and the matchups really uh, coming this upcoming season. So just to kind of give you an idea of who we're hot on, uh, for the Fed, I said Mississippi and Danbury for the Cup. And then uh, for the SPHL, I said Huntsville and Quad City. Uh, Mark, he said Mississippi versus Binghamton. And then he said Quad Cities versus Knoxville, I want to say. So he, he's kind of high on uh, Knoxville. I'm not exactly sold, but... Uh, kind of, what's your thoughts on uh, the two potential picks uh, for those each respective cups? So, with the FPHL, uh, gosh, I don't want to say these ones because people are going to get mad at me. Oh, trust <laughs> me, we're gonna. I'm going to talk about how people got mad at me. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to be really honest here, and um, friendships aside, uh, and business acumen aside, I really think Watertown makes it back to the finals again. Um, but I really think that Motor City is going to be the team that surprises everybody uh, and makes it to the final in year one. Oh, okay. I think Watertown. I think Watertown walks away with it. Okay, but uh, let me mention we, me and Mark did say we we're pretty high on Motor City. We thought that they're they're a really good team and they're shaping up to be one. Uh, but we're just we're sold on Mississippi. We feel like they they they've got something going on there. Um, so, Watertown and Motor City. Okay, that's, that's, that goes away. What about the SP? Oh, now, now you're making it hard on me. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think is going to happen? Um, Just say Huntsville. You know, I, I can't I can't do that, honestly. I, I would like to see Fayette make it to the finals. And... I'm not sure. Well, me and me and Mark both think Quad City is going to be super hot this year. So you, you just want to say favorite yeah. Quad City? Quad, Quad City or uh, Pensacola? Those are the, or the two. All right, so Quad City and Pensacola. All right, that, that's okay. Yeah. 
So let me before we do have voicemails. We did. We do have a couple of voicemails to talk about. Um, I would kind of would give because I, I kind of gave a hot take last episode. Um, <laughs> I said I'm not hot on Carolina this year. I I think they're due for an off year. Um, when it comes to just not being that good, uh, every team had it's just a cycle in minor league hockey. It wasn't meant to be mean. Uh, I had everyone on Facebook, the Carolina Thunderbirds uh, Facebook yelling at me. And I got messages on Twitter calling me a dummy. Uh, and and I'll, I, I prefer to use another word besides that. So, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, Matt, you can't, you can't do any worse than me uh, when it comes to getting hate right now. So uh, I wish you luck. Uh, all right. So we actually do have two voicemails uh, kind of talking about their picks for the cup. And then we also have another call-in topic that I am going to discuss in a bit. So let's go ahead and get into the first one. This is from Shelton. Uh, let me go and get this going. There hey, we this go. is uh, Shelton Miller, uh, Mississippi Seawolves, longtime fan, old-school fan. Um, basically, not much hockey in Mississippi. So glad to see the sea, the Seawolves come back. So I'm definitely going to give them the FPHL championship for sure. Looks like they are spending some money. Uh, and also, let's see here, as far as the Southern Pro League this year, uh, with the only, my closest team being the Ice Flyers, I'm always a big Ice Flyers fan, but I gotta say that the Birmingham Bulls with the players that they've signed and having two great coaches, it looks like they're, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna take it or at least go deep into the playoffs. Uh, that's, uh, my predictions um thanks for the podcast appreciate it gonna keep listening thank you bye well thank you shelton for that so i am not sold on birmingham um maybe it's just it's i'm maybe i'm seeing too much of last year kind of pop in i will say i think they're going to be a little higher this year and i think they'll make the playoffs but not sold on them shelton so that's that that's just me pensacola i, I agree with you i think they're a possible contender and then Mississippi, I agree with you 100%. Matt, thoughts on that voicemail? Well, first and foremost, I love the fact that we get voicemails. <laughs> I love it, uh, and I want more of it. I don't care if it's going to be something that we're going to clash with. Let's just talk hockey. I'm down with it. I love it. Birmingham, that's where I'm going to start first. They're the bubble team. He's not wrong in, in who they've signed and the quality that they could potentially bring to the ice. Could they be the, the bubble team that gets over the top? Certainly. Pensacola, very secure in that choice. That team has, um, they, they haven't really missed much of a step. So I could definitely see them going back to the finals. Mississippi, I disagree. Uh, I, I disagree. I just, I can't see them make it all the way to the finals. Do I think that Joe Pace and Espo? Uh, and company have a very good team getting ready to go on the ice? Certainly. Do I think the crowd is going to play a factor in it? Absolutely. Do I think that they're going to be able to get all the way to the cup finals? No. I think they'll be bounced um, probably in the second round and be done. Oh, That's just man. where I'm staying at. Uh, Matt, I, you are going way too hard on this team. Maybe, I, uh... I, I think I think this is probably going to be one of the best Fed teams all year, um, you know. I and again, just me, uh, but I, I am I'm fairly fairly certain like this Mississippi Seawolves team is going to be 
Uh, I want now. You could say the, the their their home factor if they repeat what happened in those three games uh, consistently all year is going to be a factor, sure. But I'm just I'm sold on this Seawolves team. I'm sorry, I got to go with them for the cup. I I, I can't see any other way. They need to each their own. Yeah, maybe that also. All right, now we have another voicemail on our, on our other uh, only one. Uh, we have Gary. Uh, so let's go and bring up Gary's voicemail. Hi, my name is Gary Ryan, and I am calling in regards to the two early cut predictions for both ESP and the Fed. And uh, just wanted to mention, I am going to be uh, producing a podcast starting in October, specifically dedicated to being black bears. That is my home team. Uh, so I am a lot more familiar with the Fed than I am with the ESP. However, I will tell you, I believe that in the FDB, the President's Cup is going to be lifted by the Knoxville Ice Bears. I think the addition of uh, both Coach Clark and McDonald puts them over to the, over the top, and they are going to be edging out. I have Pensacola Ice Flyers. They are my dark horse. And in the Fed, I'll even give you my prediction uh, for the standing. In the Empire Division, uh, order of finish, Danbury, Binghamton, Watertown, Elmira, Delaware. And in the Continental, uh, topping off, it's going to be Mississippi, got Columbus, Boulder City, Port Huron, and I believe that Carolina is going to be finishing last. I'm not the only one. In the finals, I'm going to go with my heart instead of my head. I am picking Binghamton to Speak it out over Mississippi in the finals. So there you go. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. Uh, my phone number is 570. Uh, I'm not going to share your phone number. Okay. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> yes. Okay, Gary, thank you for the voicemail. Don't do it. I did your phone number. I should have scanned that. Don't send us your phone number. That is well, here, no, suicide. No, no. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Gary, I'm so sorry we didn't mean to do this. Okay, um, please send us your calls. Oh, we do not share your phone number. Please do not share your phone number on the voicemail. But uh, please, oh god, that could have been dangerous right there. Okay. Thank you, Gary, once again. And please do 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 send me send me an email or send me uh uh, uh, uh like a um. A thing on Twitter or anything like that. If you want me to come on that podcast, I will be happy to come on as a guest. Uh, I would love to talk to you about those black bears. But um, yeah, same here with same here with me. And I know Gary knows me well enough. He can shoot me a message, and I'll I'll gladly come on. Yes. Okay. Uh, just please don't share your phone number. <laughs> okay. No, not this. No, yes. no, this is not the place. Yes. Okay. Um. So. Um. Number one, uh, love the Carolina Thunderbirds fifth position. I, I, I finally, someone who agrees with me, I am, again, I'm not sold in Carolina this year. I haven't seen enough. I Is Carolina normally a good team? Yes. However, there's a cycle in minor league hockey. I will keep saying this over and over and over. Once you reach the top, you have to reach the bottom once again, and it's time for Carolina to reach the bottom. And I, I'm sorry, it's time for Carolina fans. I 100% disagree with you with this team. Uh, yeah, no, they, you're too hyped. They kept a good core group. They still have Cangelosi. They still they, they acquired Ryan Devine. 
Gus Ford is still there. Victor is still there. Daniel Martin is still there. Cody Oaks is still there. Blake Peavy is still there. Yuri Pastuka, Jan Salak, Jacob Schnapp. And then they're bringing in Boris Babic from overseas, who's been a really good goaltender there. Nick Modica is one of the best goaltenders this league has ever seen. Um, flat out, he's phenomenal. I can't see this team taking a huge step back. I definitely see them making the playoffs. The only thing I don't see is them hoisting the cup at the end of the year. Mm. I, I, I'm sorry. I think I think it's just going to be a me and Gary thing. We got the connection right there. I, I'm, I'm just not sold in Carolina. Um, but Binghamton over um, Mississippi, uh, it sounds like uh, Mark and Gary do have a similar prediction. Uh, I, again, I'm Mississippi. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm maybe I'm buying. Maybe I'm buying the hype too much. I think they're. I think it, it's going to be them and Danbury. I just mm. Binghamton's going to be a good team, though. Let me say that also. Okay, I'm just going to hold on to this one piece here. I've been promised not to say anything too specific about it, but give it two weeks and you will completely change your mind about Binghamton. You think that much? You think there's going to be a sign that's that much? There's two things that are coming. Okay, I can think it's possible that one of them will, to say them. That will drastically change the look of this franchise. Oh. Like, to the extreme. If you want a buffer for a player on the skill level of uh, Nikita Ivashkin, they've got it. They've got two guys coming in there that are going to flip this league on its head. And okay. when this one guy shows up, there's going to be a very specific fan group that is going to go potentially ballistic. And when that happens, I'm going to be there to dance amongst the flames, just like Nero. Okay. Hey, I can only think of two things. I'm going to make a guess. You don't have to, you don't have to say yes or no. You are just like, okay. Are they crazy enough to, to sign Jerome Jagar? No comment. No, no, there's no way he comes to play. He's a big intent. No comment. There. I'm not saying either way. Oh, no, no. If that happens, I will personally go to Binghamton or I will go to when he plays in Columbus or Mississippi. I will take the drive and I will go watch him play in a Binghamton Black Bears uniform. Oh, my God. If that doesn't let happen. me tell you, let me tell you, if these two assets land, um, attendance across the league will spike tremendously whenever Binghamton is in town. Okay, it's got to be for it's got it's got to be him and someone else. I'm just trying to figure out who. It's it's oh, uh, uh, you, I am uh, like you know that's going to break the hockey world if that happens. Like, yeah, he, absolutely. And if this one other person shows up. Um, kneel before Zod. That's what I'll say. I think I have an idea, and I'm scared now. Yep. Oh, be afraid. God. Okay. Um, on that note, <laughs> um, uh, thoughts on the uh, SPHL prediction uh, with the Knoxville winning it? I'm uh, Knoxville's going to be good. I don't think they're winning the cup good though. Well. 
Justin McDonald's going there. McDonald is a phenomenal hockey player. Uh, Brent Clark, really good head coach. Uh, I like his mindset. I like the way he attacks the game and um, makes conditional plans you know, to fall back on. He, he's a very good general out there. He has his plan right then and there, and then he's got that plan that is you know, plan B. But at the same time, he's one of the most adaptive coaches behind the bench where um, he can switch it up. He can switch up that momentum. Um, he can switch up uh, the style of play the, from any team, from any roster that you really put in front of him. He's really good at making chicken salad out of chicken, you know what. So um, not to say that that's what he's got there as a roster. Uh, one of my clients is actually going to be going there very soon. That will be announced uh, once that officially clears with the SP. Um, but that person is a definite leader. Um, kind of will leave one team hurting, but um, nonetheless, uh, that, that team is going to look good. Could they make it to the finals? Certainly. Will they? I don't think so. I think there's just going to be too many tough battles uh, for them to face. Yeah, I think we're, we're on the kind of the same page there. So, all right. So before we head off and before we uh, leave you guys on a couple of those crazy notes for that the show, we do have another question for you guys to call in and give us. So I thought this would be more of a fun one. We do kind of you kind of speculate on some speculation within, you know, uh, teams and uh, where you would put a team. So. Here, here's here's the one where I'm going to give mine, and then Mal let Matt give give his. If I if you could put a team anywhere, it could be FPHL, it could be SP, ECHL, whatever. But if you had the chance to put a team anywhere, I'm going to you're going to say the league, and you're going to say you know why it should be in this city. So I'm going to start off. This is one I love, and this is one I I, would, I always will fight for because I think it's a good possibility, and I think it could work. Um, I always think there could be a Fed team in Huntsville, Alabama. I know, yes, you have the havoc. I feel like the city is is big enough where, and it's crazy enough for hockey. You could have, uh, you know, a Fed team that's there when the havoc are out of town, and you could have the havoc there when the Fed team's out of town. I feel like it's something that could work in the in the Iceplex, aka now the Ice Sports Center. I hate that name. But I'm always going to be a defender of a Fed team in Huntsville, Alabama, right there with the Havoc. I like that. It's It would be complicated with scheduling, but I could see how that would work in the end, in the long run. Uh, that, that definitely is feasible. Mm. Okay, so I'm not the only one. People call me crazy for that. I think it could work, though. No, I think it could. I mean, there would be a lot of work to be put into into it but in the long long run yeah it certainly could happen yeah all right now now give me your idea of where what the league and the where it should go uh i would love to see albany back in pro hockey again and i'd love to see albany in the fed okay so would you bring back like the river rats moniker or would you kind of just like kind of let them kind of be their own thing uh, I wouldn't want to reach back into the River Rats era. Um, I mean, that was when they were the Devil's Farm Squad. I just, I don't think there would be enough um, positive memory from that era, so to speak. Um, I think they would have to be, you know, finding a, a new name. Um, hopefully something historically based. Mm, okay. 
So maybe something like let's you can't use senators. Uh, it's because it's the capital of New York State. Yep, of exactly. Yep, yep. Well, no, you, you, can know, use, um, you can use the senators because of that, you know, Ottawa. But um, let's see, name, potential name. Albany, you got to make it capital-y. Can, of course, can't be the capitals. No. Um, statesman. Mm. Yeah. That could be one. That's, a, that's actually, yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other thing, though, I do want to throw out one other thing here. And we kind of talked about it earlier with uh, Atlantic City. I would love for that arena to be fixed there. And I would love for people there to have a hockey team again like that. Um, I just wouldn't want to bring back the boardwalk bullies. I think if Atlantic City was able to get their arena fixed or a new arena built, they should bring a team into the Fed uh, or whatever league, even if it's a junior team, I really don't care. Just bring back a hockey team that the fans are going to want to watch and, and use something from the rum running eras. Because Atlantic City was like the heart of uh, rum running and bringing in Canadian whiskey and, and everything else. So th- they, they could bring in something along those lines. It does actually sound like, like a really cool thing. Yeah, the name. Yeah, like the Atlantic City Empire. Could you get, isn't there a team that used, used the Empire name? I'm just trying to think. Somebody has. 100%. You would have to probably figure out who and probably pay them. So, something. Yeah, absolutely. But that's something I'd love to see, too. Yeah. So, guys, uh, send us your what league would it be and explain why it would be in this city. It cannot be any existing. So it can't be like, oh, I want to take Columbus to the SPHL. That's boring. Everyone, everyone probably wants to do that realistically besides some people. Uh, so... Call 205-928-3041. Just leave a voicemail right there on the line. Again, it has to be the league you want the team to be in. Explain why it should be in that city. So, uh, that just about wraps it up. Unless, Matt, you have anything else? No, not really. Uh, The AJHL season's kicking up here in Alberta, so I'll be working close with the Black Falls Bulldogs. Uh, so a big shout out to them. I'll be doing public address work with them. Uh, last year, I did a little bit of a few things for them, uh, including in-game hosts. So I'm looking forward to that. Unfortunately, not going back to senior uh, AA hockey with the Lacombe Generals. Things didn't quite go uh, the way I wanted them to go at the end. So uh, we have um, said our goodbyes uh, in an awkward kind of way, but it is what it is. So yeah, looking forward to the Black Falls Bulldogs hockey season in the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League. Really looking forward to the FPHL kicking off here soon. Really looking forward to the SPHL. Um, and the good folks of Danville, I am praying that you end up with a really decent team on the ice there. Um, and you guys end up with, you know, at least 20 wins on the season. Okay, yeah. So actually me and Mark were talking about this last week, and he, he mentioned you said 20. I think they could have 25 possibly. I, I yep. think they're a playoff team. I, I, I'm, yep. so I'm starting to think that. Depending on who it is that they've grabbed, and I know they just finished their free agent camp, um, but depending on who it is, they really gather here in the end, and I think TJ Sarcona is going to be a really good coach there. Um, they they have the potential to uh, rebirth their first season, but in a better fashion. Yes, I 100% agree with that. All right, that is just about it for two minutes roughing this week. Uh, I have been, of course, joined by Matt. Uh, I would like to thank him for coming in. I have been the Meyer League Rando. You can follow me on Twitter 
at minor league rando and Matt, of course you got a bunch of stuff where you can find minor pro hero. Yeah, it's everywhere. Minor pro hero scores and transactions on Facebook, uh, MPH sports management group. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook as well. Um, then of course, obviously got the, the podcast here that you're listening to. Yes, of course. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Of course, you can always listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, and more. So we will see you at the same place next week. Until then, stay safe.